Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part three, one letter reading minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us once again, A.G. Odessa, welcome. Hey, thanks. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you. And today we are going back to minute eight, which starts with Doc shouting 1885 through the bathroom door and ends with Doc learning that he's a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, I just want to point out how determined Doc is to be crazy. Like, to be, <laughs> to be losing his mind. Right. Like, he's, he's very determined that this has to be the truth because nothing else could possibly make sense. To the point where he verbally attacks Marty because he believes that he's just a hallucination. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a weird reaction to this situation. It, it makes you wonder what kind of rock bottom he has to hit that he can't even rationalize his way out of a situation for once. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a it's a weird moment and I know that you know it's it's supposed to be uh like you know another another sort of reference to the first movie with the whole future boy and that whole thing mm. um but it's a weird moment in the context of what's happening here because Doc is like okay if you're not a hallucination <laughs> then yeah explain to me how you could possibly know what the future me in the past is doing, but you know, like it's just, it's such a weird, yeah. Like, what does he think is, to be making? Like, what does he think is gonna happen if he's right? Like, Marty's gonna be like, ah, oh, you got me into <laughs> <laughs> the abyss, I return. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marty is just this beautiful, unblinking deadpan riding it out, just there, nose to nose there. And I don't, I just, I just noticed this for the first time as we watched. I don't think Marty blinks until he holds up the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine he's gotten used to um, how to not break in front of <laughs> right. Christopher Lloyd at this point. I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely in love with that, with that cut from you wrote me a letter to Doc holding up the letter. Oh, yeah, it's good. That, that's some classic Zemeckis cutting. And then, like, the Doc's little eyebrow, what, you know? It kind of goes back to, I, I was, I'm was reminded of a conversation that we had all the way back in part one of this, of this thing. And, um, you know, we were like, you know, why is this, why, why was this franchise so popular with children at the time? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we hear all these all these wonderful stories about like, oh, when I was a kid, I grew up watching, you know, the 80s and 90s and even today, <laughs> like a radio station. And um, <laughs> I, uh, and, and the and the reason that we concluded was that even though it's a live action movie and it's not a very 
on paper, it's not a very kid friendly movie. There's no like magic or animals or, or you know, what, you know, whiz bang action or whatever. But mm-hmm. we came to the conclusion that it's because of, you know, these live action characters kind of act like cartoon characters. They do. Mm-hmm. And these past couple of minutes have really reinforced that idea. Like, because Doc almost looks like he almost kind of looks. I think I think we brought up this comparison before, but he looks like that Ludwig von Drake Disney character. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. And just and his hair is so crazy. He's like he's like yeah, he's like Beethoven remote. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's yeah. So yeah, I just I was reminded of that conversation and watching this minute. Definitely. Well, and and then the the magnifying glass is <laughs> yeah, that yeah. gag. That's I mean, it's another thing that goes toward that sort of cartoon character thing, because cartoon characters do lots of things where there's no reason for them to be doing it. It's just funny. Yeah. And that's what's happening here because he's holding it up and you're like, oh, okay, he needs it to read it. But then he immediately puts it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like the, the magnifying glass over the mouth is such a it's such a childlike joke. Right. And, and, hey, and going back. Yeah. Don't they do that in Looney Tunes at least a handful of times? I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's and, definitely a cartoon kind of joke. And speaking of characters doing stuff for no reason, I love Marty just playing with the helmet. Mm-hmm. Just for no you know, reason, his, just kind of trying it. Yeah. His, I, I paid closer attention this time through these minutes that we're talking about this week. Marty's dithering in the background like he's fiddling with all the gadgets and inspecting the trash can with the model car. It's kind of a reflection of his anxiety, but it's also a demonstration of how naturally he falls into that old role as Doc's assistant. Like, you know, he's checking switches. I mean, even though he's doing it, it seems random at first, but there's also a bit of deliberation in his movements and you know he takes the trash can back to where it should be so it's like this weird combination he's nervously fiddling but then he's checking the trash can to make sure that model car is still in there because maybe part of him's anxious that something will have changed but he's also sort of cleaning and straightening up at the same time it's just that it's so complicated actually to me what he's doing in the background mm-hmm. yeah he's he's very much kind of getting back into his comfort zone which is yeah, well, because he was so he was so stressed out about fixing the the present or the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, he never really explored 1955 Doc's lab, mm-hmm. and now he's exploring. He's like, oh yeah, he had this thing on his head. He was like trying to read my mind. How does this thing work? And he's just sort of like, yeah, like he's- trying to figure out like. Do I flip this or? Whoa! You know what I? You know what he's totally doing? Mm. He's he's us when you're playing a video game and uh-huh. a character is totally delivering exposition, but you're just roaming around the level. Well, at yeah. the same time, while Doc is reading the letter, anytime Doc gets perplexed, Marty chimes in with a clarification. So it's great that he has enough presence of mind while he's doing that. To, you know, kind of help stabilize Doc while he's reading off the letter. Yeah, no, it's great. It's really, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it's, it's like, it reminds me of like an Uncharted level where like Sully's like, hey, I think we go over here and turn over the thing. And you're like running along a wall looking for items, but your character is still in the conversation. Right. Um, yeah. I also, I, really- I, also, I also really love the little, it's so subtle, but I love that the, the model Hill Valley is still up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I don't think Doc would have the heart to to take that down. I mean, who knows when he might use that again? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think 
I think he'd want to paint it maybe, you know, he was very apologetic about things not being to scale and how unfinished it was. I, I could I could easily see him making making a hobby of it. I've got this little headcanon that Emmett from a young age liked model, um, you know, making models, maybe building train sets or little, I don't know, oh, totally. I can just, I can just see that as a habit that, um, rather a hobby that he would have had. Yeah, like a lazy Sunday habit of just mm-hmm. like recreating the the downtown Hill Valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I also I also really like Marty's little hair fluff after he yeah. takes the oh yeah takes the, <laughs> yeah he's getting a little thing sh- off yeah yeah I mean Marty you you just woke up your hair's not gonna look great it's fine no oh <laughs> dude uh, I love how casual he is when he's like oh yeah we picked up a hover conversion up down in the early 21st century like he makes it sound like it's like a yeah like like it's so it's it's such a fun line delivery because it makes it it makes the time sound like a place it's so normal Uh to him by now too and and doc just incredible you know so he's gone he's gone from not believing a word out of marty's mouth marty is a hallucination and now marty says oh yeah we got this done in the 21st century okay wow yeah it's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. such a such a complete reversal. Yeah, now yeah. he's just like, oh, it flew, car flew. Plus, I mean, this is this is the thing, right? It's like this is, and this is what this whole movie, part three, is all about. This is absolutely the reversal of roles. This is, you know, mm-hmm. Do- Marty was asking Doc all of these crazy questions, like, wait, well, what, how do you do this, and how does this happen, and yeah. why are you doing this? Asking all of those questions in the first uh-huh. movie, and now here, Doc is asking those questions, and Marty gets to answer them. And that reversal of roles is what this movie is all about, yeah. is that Doc becomes exactly. the Marty, and Marty becomes the Doc. Can't think of a cleaner, you know, trilogy yeah. thesis statement than that. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Doc becomes Marty, Marty becomes Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, I just I really do love Marty's sort of like all business nature about this because he's like, Yeah, no, this is what we did. And, and Doc is just like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. Everything you're saying is incredible. Oh, this yeah, letter's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh if you're it's, it's like dork. Fantastic. Uh yeah. I love that they made sure to put that saxophone. Back up. Yep. Do you <laughs> yeah, think the saxophone king of Hill Valley? Yeah. Do, do you think? Do you think Doc plays it? I totally think he plays or used to. Yeah, yeah. We we think he's secretly the saxophone yep. king of Hill Valley. Well, you know, one of the goes- one of the details I love from the game. He's such a fan of of Trixie Trotter's, you know, lounge and jazz recordings. It makes complete sense to me that he would have played an instrument. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um. Yeah, I I, song that one. What's that one saxophone riff from the eighties? Was super good. Like that. Oh, yeah. I just pictured Doc on a roof in the rain, just playing. (laughs) (laughs) I like I like the thought of him and him and Marty jamming together sometimes in nineteen eighty five. Like I don't know, Doc. Oh, maybe that's why. Marty Maybe that's guitar. why he built him the amp because yeah, he was like, no, "We can play I, together. Yeah, <laughs> no, we could totally jam. So. We could jam, bro." <laughs> Doc on the sax and yeah. Marty on guitar, just playing oh. Tom Sawyer by Rush in the garage. 
Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, man. I The other thing that I really like about Doc's garage is just how many experiments are just in the middle of something. Uh-huh. Like, behind behind Marty, when he's explaining about the hover conversion, there's, like, a whole, like, chem set back behind him, and every Bunsen is full of some kind of liquid. And I'm like, uh-huh. what's going on over there? What's, what's, what's he building over there? <laughs> <laughs> It's I I can speak to that, you know, like I have a lot of I have a lot of drafts in my computer that go to page like 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think he's the the kind of person who maybe if if it's clear to him something's not going anywhere fast, he'll just shove it aside and pay attention to what has the most promising, you know, immediate results, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I also got to say, I think. If there was any article of clothing in the Back to the Future trilogy that I think I would want to own, it would be Doc's uh, robe here. That, yeah, dre- look- that, that dressing gown is amazing. I also yeah. want it. It looks really uh, soft. Yeah, it, it does. does. <laughs> yeah, I want that robe. That's, I'm from, I'm from the South, so I've never really needed like a jacket to wear at night but i wish i did <laughs> i wish that was in my rotation is like some kind of robe well i mean he lives in california i mean that's true yeah, i mean it's northern california so yeah i can see it getting really chilly in the evening you get the ocean breeze yeah <laughs> you own any robes scott i do i was wearing one today nice i wonder if the anyone's color- tried to track down the designer and make of that robe because people have gone to such great lengths to find like the class five vest and exactly which Nikes Marty was wearing. So I wonder. Yeah. I don't know. What are you wearing right now, Scott? (laughs) 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 A hoodie, some jeans. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm Um, also wearing a hoodie. I need to. I need to go. I need to find that that robe. I think I'm going to make that my mission. Nice. Okay. I want that robe. Please um, <clears throat> Yeah, I need to have. I need to have something to remember this podcast by when it's all okay. over. Be like, yeah. well, I have that robe. <laughs> I did get that robe. I was. Um, my dad and I were doing some Christmas shopping the day, and um, I we were at a Kohl's, and uh, I saw a Back to the Future shirt. Oh. Yeah, mm. it was like a DeLorean going with like the skid, but like the the the, the flame trails, and uh-huh. then it was like take me back. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> that's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. There's been more uh, like all those stores have have those sort of um, yeah. licensed tees now. Like Target has a section, mm-hmm. and you know all all the all the stores have those. And I've noticed that Back to the Future has been getting a resurgence in uh, in those yeah. sections of uh, t-shirt stores now. Mm-hmm. Used to be you couldn't find them, and now I, I see it all the time, and it makes me happy. My mall yeah, is a Think too. Geek. Really? Oh, like, a, yeah. like a physical store? Yeah, my mall has a physical Think Geek store. Wow. Huh. It has a... Okay, so you go... You know, every, every, you know so a, a, a store at a mall has three walls, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't think an average one. It's not like it's not like a Macy's. It's like you know, back wall, side side, and then the front yeah. is like the entrance to the rest of the mall. To the to the back is stuff. To the right is other stuff. But the entire left wall 
except for the part that's the cash register. It's a wall from from top to bottom of uh, Funko Pop things. Oh my wow. god! Um, well, that's all I have. Uh, that's all I have for this minute. You have that's anything? All I've got two. All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow with minute nine. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you then. Bye.